If you were mm -hmm. a flavor of potato chip, what would you be? I love barbecue. That's one of the very good ones. Yeah. Are you a barbecue, though? Is your no, essence barbecue? I don't think so. I'm not saucy enough. <laughs> what would I be? I don't know. What are what are there? I only eat barbecue and plain. I can be plain. That's a classic. Appreciate plain. I'm a classic. When I tell people that I love just plain salted chips, they're yeah. like, what? They're delicious. And I'm like, not everybody needs to be fucking sour cream and onion all the time. I don't really like sour cream no and onion. No one does. My mom does. Linda is the only one. Yeah, I know. She's holding up. I think she does it on purpose. Just to hurt you? She knows that none of the other kids will eat it. Oh. She was a sneaky bitch. She'd be like, you can't eat this. Because if I want it and it's not there, I will kill you. <laughs> and I was like, she will. She will kill me. Mm -hmm. She made me. She'll kill me. Circle of life, baby. Yep. That's it. Like a like a lioness. Like a lioness just ripping her cubs to shreds. <laughs> That's, their That's to what do. they do. <laughs> That's just lion culture. <laughs> the Lion King was a lie. <laughs> okay, wait, but what chip would you be? Uh, if you're plain, I can't, I just... I wanted to be barbecue, but apparently I'm not allowed to have barbecue because I'm not saucy enough. You said that? I didn't say anything. I just said, I know. So you were complicit, honestly. <laughs> I'm a fucking bystander watching the violence. You allowed this assault to myself to happen. Oh, no. What and I'm not, you know, I'm not that white that I would call the police because I don't know if you want the police called. I would be Maui onion, a sweet onion. Okay, okay. Those are good. There's like a little like taste, a little flavor, a little culture that's not yours, but but you did live in Hawaii for a few years, so that's got to count for something. It has to. And they are good. Come on, TikTok. Please. I deserve to be there. Please. Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the whiskers on my chinny chin chin. I'm Alicia Herder. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, sea witches, witches in the news, and a spell to bust out at the beach this summer. Busted. Wow, I read that cold. That was a good reading. It was very good. Thank you. Did you want to redo yours or anything? Because I just went right oh, in. Oh, felt the energy and I yeah, felt it. Yeah, I was it. like, let's go. The Holy Spirit was here and he was also busting. Hot girl summer, yo. help i'm great i'm just hanging out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you how was your week what did you do this week we're going into a long weekend in the past tense we would have been coming out of a long weekend that's true i've i just uh, i'm just doing work stuff mm -hmm. vague creative work stuff plans interesting mysterious mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh we got a bookcase for my books <gasps> and i wish i took a picture to show you but i'm so proud of it it looks divine yeah but the problem is i need a second bookcase because I still got more books. This is the plan. I didn't even put the fiction books on the bookcase. So how, when you're setting up a bookcase, mm -hmm. how do you organize it? Right now we have, what's the top? We have theater at the top because they have those little plays that are very flimsy. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's some top shelf shit. Like, we're not going to fuck around with that. So we got theater in the first two rows. So it's like theater and directing in the second row. Third row, we've entered people, places, and things. Because I have a lot of... uh 
people stuff. Like an, I have an Amy Winehouse book, a Laurel Nakadati book, a Petra Collins book. Wait, hold on. Reverse. You have a Laurel Nakadati book? I have the 365 Days of Tears catalog. You do not? I fucking love Laurel Nakadati. I know a guy who knows Laurel Nakadati. You know what's crazy? She's so much older than us. She is not. She was like born in the 70s. How is that possible? She did so she much shit. She looks like a child. She did so much shit that was about being like a young girl. I don't know. I was just thinking about that and I was like, man, Laurel Nakadate made such good work at such a young age and I'll never get to be that young and make good work about being young again. But she just looked young. Hold on. I swear to God, it was like 1978 or something and we are younger. Because that was during the Craigslist time. Yes, it was very, I think it came out in 2010. I've been trying to get fucking this guy to get me lunch with Laurel Nakadate for fucking ever. That's crazy. I'm like, just invite me to a party she's at. That would be so cool. Okay, so if you guys don't know Laurel Nakadate, she is a fantastic video and performance artist. She creates like happening situations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where she would invite, she's done a bunch of shit with like the female gaze looking back at the male gaze. So the idea of like being looked at looking, which is like a lot of what my work is about. And she would take these men off Craigslist. She would like put out ads for losers what did she say it was like she called them her losers and they were basically like these men those photos are amazing they're so good yeah no the one i have is just of her crying for 365 days which as a sad girl i feel in my heart um but that one's the great one is where she has all the men and she's just like in these ridiculous like little girl poses around them and some of them just look so goofy and like man you don't belong there (laughs) what are you doing there you don't want to have a female gaze situation. Born in 1975. I told you. What's up? 2011 to 2015. She's born. Okay, hold on. 2000. Yeah, what's math? 11 minus 1975. She's older than my sister. That's She's crazy. 36. So you still got time. You look young. I got to dye my hair. But yeah, so but she would easy. do these these photos and these videos of men of these men looking at her as she was in like girl scouts uniforms as she was like sitting in like little girl outfits like sucking on suckers and it was about sexuality but the men never had like visible boners no and then there was one where they did um they both danced to not carmen electra it was like some britney spears song it's oh, I like i don't know if i saw that one they're oh god so good great fantastic very much like of the times like female empowerment but also like female objectivity yeah and like how women objectify themselves and like idealization of like young female bodies god that's my fucking shit yeah what uh, anyway back to your bookcase then we have witchcraft good good and then right now we have a mixture of like nonfiction stuff and literature Mm. They're sharing a thing, which I think I'm going to move the nonfiction. That guy's a little tiny, you know, because I have people, places, and things. So this is kind of like leftover, like, you know, how to survive a zombie apocalypse or – that's funny. That went there, and I put the Bible in literature. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have a baby Bible that I've always had. So it's just like – That's so cute. Yeah. And so what's left over in the books that are left over? Fiction. All fiction. It's all fiction. It's all. So you're collecting all of these books. Mm -hmm. When you think about why you are collecting these books, what comes to mind? I like books. 
Is it the visuals? Is it the fact that you're, it's full of information? Like, is it that you imagine someday, like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, you will have a whole library? I mean, that's the dream. <laughs> Working on that. But it's just normally things I'm interested in. So I buy the book because, you know, I like, actually, here it is, backing up. Mm-hmm. I don't like reading off of laptops. Yeah. You just laughed at I don't like reading. I fucking laugh As I like early. read all the time. <laughs> I laughed early. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Kindle thing. Like I understand it's better for the environment. But this is why I'm not a green witch. See, it all, it all correlates. Oh, the impact of, of, of books is not really. I mean, I'm sure it is. Not to the extent that other When you could be looking are. off of a tablet or something. Versus toilet paper. I mean, yeah, it does have some impact, but then it's also like. It's not like I use the books as toilet paper. They're not useful. Then they just like, I read them and they hang out. Yeah, and you appreciate them. I do. And they can be gifted into other things. They're reusable. They're recyclable. Yeah. If it's made it with me long enough, it's not getting regifted. Yeah. But it can be borrowed. Mm-hmm. So... That's what I've been up to. So I just need one more bookcase and bada bing, bada boom. What size bookcase are you looking for? It's like big. A big guy. Yeah. Big friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tall friend. Thinking I might, I don't know, there's enough space on the next one. I might just put my printer at the bottom. That's cute. I love a good book, a book case. A book case. I love a good bookcase. Me too. I also have another one in my room, but that's like just tchotchkes and the Harry Potter books because I'm like, No one's touching this. I've had this conversation with Marcel, and he's like, what if you have a kid and they want to read, like, your Harry Potter books? And I'm like, they're going to have to get their fucking own. I don't want your grimy little hands Mm -mm. ruining my childhood. You have your own childhood to ruin. (laughs) So you're going to save up your Christmas money (laughs) and head over to the Barnes & Noble and get one with a cover that's not the original. Word. Because that's what it's like. That's the time era you've been born. Should we get you, like, some cool... Beauty and the Beast glass case that can be set over. With like a dying rose in the middle? No, I mean like, well, the dying rose would be the Harry Potter book. So we get some sort of like oblong rectangle glass dome that goes over the Harry Potter book so they do not have dust, Mm -hmm. but then also are held as a precious object. I'll consider it. She's thinking about it. Yeah. She put it in her Pinterest. But enough about my bookcase. What are you up to? How's your week been? I'm really good. I had like a really weird week last week and I was really surprised at how the people in my life, when I reached out to them, fucking came at me with in full force to support me and, and hold me aloft. What you should expect from the people in your life. Well, it I guess I felt like maybe it's pandemic times. Maybe it's because like I've moved around so much that I have so many friends that are like, at the edges of my fingertips and like are living their own lives. And I don't talk to many people during the day, but I feel Mm -hmm. very close to many people during the day. But like when I really needed it, I made a group chat of like, what, 10 people. It was like a smear campaign. And, And I was like, this is what's going on and this is what I need. And everyone for a solid two hours was just like, bam, 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 bam. I'm here for you. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Don't worry about it. This is what's up. Don't even think about it. And it was just not what I expected, but it was exactly what I needed. Good. And I just want everyone to have that in their life. I mean, you can go to the Witch Yes Discord because we'll do smear campaigns all day there. (laughs) No, we're very nice, but 
Do we have a hex channel? No, we don't need a hex channel. Because it's all over the other channels. Exactly. It's leaked through. Gardening? Not gardening. No, I'm playing. It's plenty of gardening. I really wanted to recommend this book called No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. Um, I listened to the audiobook, but the hard copy book is available and also very good. And I would maybe recommend doing the hard copy book because it's separated into two parts. The first part is very almost like stream of consciousness poetry. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the reviews on Audible were like, there's no plot. Like I'm like two hours into this and I don't know what's happening. (laughs) And I read that. And then I read one other review that was like, I've read a lot of reviews that said that this book has no plot. And I assure you that it does. And I'm thankful to have been on the journey that it took me on. And I was like, I'm going to trust you. Ooh, that's a dangerous game you're playing. I'm going to trust you, single reviewer. And so there's only seven reviews on this book. And so I went in and I listened and I started listening to the part one and I was like, this is fucking nonsense. But I was also like fucking doing dishes and shit in the Mm -hmm. middle of it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and I'm just going to listen to this. This is going to be the only thing I'm going to be like a boomer listening to a podcast where I sit down and I listen to it. And it is sort – it's very loose, Mm -hmm. very – steeped in like the technology of the time and there's kind of like these little hints like these little clovers that pop up that are this underlying narrative but once you get into part two it's all narrative it was such a moving and emotionally crystallizing narrative that made me feel very connected to the humanness of being that has like colored my the lens through which i look at the world since I finished the book and I probably had to stop like five or six times because I was ugly crying Mm -hmm. not like that polite like sort of like weepy 1920s cry we all know what ugly crying is it was very bad because I would be on the train and people would be like are you okay and you're like no no I'm listening to a book I've never been okay (laughs) thank you for now noticing I've been here the whole time (laughs) I live here um so I just want to recommend yeah that that book was while not witchy was extremely human so again it's called no one is talking about this by patricia lockwood Ooh, how fun yeah would recommend okay good put it on my list done okay before we go into our topic today which is sea witchery sea witchcraft i just want to harass the listener for a second oh and be like you like this podcast. You're, you've been on this journey long enough to appreciate the podcast. Some of you might even think Tara and I are funny. Some, not Please. all. I mean, don't tell us. Don't tell us that. If you don't think we're funny, you can keep that to yourself. But our iTunes reviews could really use a little bit of love. We haven't been harassing you. And quite honestly, I find it a little tasteless to harass you guys all the time for reviews. But, you know, it's summer loving. We feeling good. We feeling cute. With those short shorts out, menu two, a wink. Mm-hmm. So I know you got the time. Pop on over there. Five stars. Say something sweet. Helps the algorithm. Algorithms are fucked. But let's play the game. And now let's talk about our regularly scheduled programming. Wait. Oh, you want to continue? I you want to harass them? What do you, you want to say to them? Listen, if you're on fucking Spotify right now on an Apple phone, just fucking go. iTunes is already in your fucking phone. Just That's go true. in there and write a review and give us five stars and write something. It could be dicks, dicks, dicks. I do not care. If you are not on an Apple phone, go onto your computer and go and click in 
iTunes, da-da-da-da.com. It says service unavailable on my on my computer right now. But you could if your service was available. <laughs> and just go into your computer, go into iTunes, find our podcast, give us a review. If people listen. If people. Human beings. Maybe not. I don't care if you're human or not. Dolphins. Dolphins, please. If people gave us five reviews a week. You would probably shit yourself. We would be the top podcast. <laughs> that conquers the- all others. Goodbye, McElroy's. Don't even fucking fuck with us. My favorite who? So, baby witches. Honestly, begging. We're begging. I need I need this really bad. I hate my job. Please. That's true, actually. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Alicia, what are we talking about today? Sea witches, baby. What? Sea? Like sea the, who? So the ocean, not the letter C. Imagine what... Cunt witches. That has to be it, right? What else could be a sea witch if it were the letter C? Cat witches? Cartoon witches? Actually, Car- I've got a lot. Anime witch. Yeah. Cartoon witches, cat witches, um, captain witches. Captain witches. Court witches. Whoa. Deal with legal affairs. Yep. Get you all that money in that divorce. Car witches. Car witches. You just, it's your car. It does magic. <laughs> like the magic school bus. Yep, a car you are, witch. You are Miss Frizzle. I have, I have like the essence of Miss Frizzle, and I just need the gecko. Or he's like an iguana. <laughs> he's an iguana. Yeah, <laughs> he's a step up. So, anyways, sea witches like the ocean. A sea witch is a practitioner of witchcraft, pagan or Wicca. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Who uses water when casting spells? So we had many, many questions on Patreon. Also, you guys were very, very interested in this topic. Which I love. That means we're choosing good shit when you ask a lot of questions. So we're all about that. But the main question was, do you have to live by the sea to be a sea witch? And the answer is a resounding no. Oh, from all sources. From all sources. Of course it helps. But all water goes under the general umbrella of sea witch, otherwise known as water witch. So you could be, so there's the big umbrella, that's water witch, and Mm -hmm. then there's sea witch, river witch, Mm -hmm. pond witch, well witch. But most people seem to just call it them sea witches. Yeah. And not water witches, which I guess makes sense. Water witch. What? Water witch. Water witch. Water witch. It's, you know, sounds a little silly. Sea witch is is cooler. You know, it sounds like sandwich, though. Now that I'm saying it aloud. (laughs) But a sea witch could also be... A sandwich. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Take a look at my sea witch. Okay, so one of the other big questions is where do sea witches come from? Like, this is an archetype that is prevalent all over the world, throughout mythos, throughout folklore. So I found it to be that the idea of a sea witch or a water witch was almost entirely universal in all aspects of mythology. And it seems to be connected to these four things. First, amniotic or primordial fluid with one's ability to create, the volatile nature of the sea, and what is considered to be, quote, the volatile sex. Oh. The lunar influence on tides and witches, which we know, love the moon. Love it. And then the mirroring of oceans and the unknowable, like the unforeseeable. That makes sense. Because oceans, terrifying. So scary. A lot of unknowns. There's a lot of. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And then also some, oh. Yeah, not good. So amniotic slash 
primordial fluid is extremely common in creation myths. We live on a water planet where people who can get pregnant have babies that are born from amniotic fluid. When the baby is coming, people use the phrase, their water broke. If you think that the world is one big goddess or created via a sexual act, the salty ocean fluid can easily be equated to the birthing process. Listen, amniotic fluid, it's salty. Ew. I didn't think about that before. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is, oh. So do people, do people drink that? I know you can eat the placenta. I don't know. You would probably have to be standing underneath someone with a uterus. And just hope it happens. Holding a pitcher. Oh, that's crazy. And also have them be wearing maybe a kilt. Yeah, so it just free falls. Yeah. Okay. Not like, oh, no, my pants. Oh, how embarrassing. This is also called the cosmic ocean. So sea witches can be seen as harnessing the elixir of creation, the garden from which all life springs, akin to a primordial god of old. Which leads me into the next point, which is chaos. Ooh. Chaos. Excellent. Shit is fucking fucked up in the ocean, even when the cosmic ocean is the ocean we're talking about. It makes sense because we go in there and we're like living our good little beach lives Mm -hmm. and we also pee. Yeah, there's pee in there. There's whale pee. There's my pee. Yeah. There's your pee, pee, I hope. Dinosaur pee. Dinosaur pee. And all that just mixing on your body. we're like, why is it so salty? I wonder. I wonder. Ooh. Gross. The Vedic deity Prajapati is said to have emerged from the cosmic ocean and said, for what purpose have I been born if from this, which forms no support, which is the Vedic equivalent of what the fuck am I doing here? This place fucking sucks. That's fair. That makes sense. In the old times, it was not a wild occurrence to go out into the sea and just like never return. That's really the hope. <laughs> you went out to sea with the hope of never returning. Well, like I don't like these people. Why am I leaving? These people don't like me. If I liked my mom, if I liked my wife, I would stay. Exactly. Why would I risk it? So if you're going out into the fucking ocean mm-hmm. and you're not going to see your wife or your three kids or your goat ever again. You can take the goat. You could take her. She loves the thrill. <laughs> She's an adventurer. <laughs> you could meet so many fucking different kinds of disasters. Storms, whirlpools, um, days of dead air. But there's also krakens and mermaids and plenty of monstrous scyllas turned ravenous by goddesses Circe and the like. If we're speaking in the vein of history where women were traditionally viewed as the dramatic and the unpredictable sex. Is that history? Because that's who I am. I mean, that's who you are. But imagine that like every woman. Every. Every woman before you. They were like, this is an Alicia. But sometimes there's other people that are not Alicia. Sometimes there's Madelines. That's fine. And there, it's okay to be a Madeline. So you take the Alicias and you set them besides like the steady and the practical male Parallels can be made to the seemingly erratic and unpredictable ocean who could favor you one moment and seek your destruction the next, which I feel like if you were just paying attention, you would know when Alicia's in a bad mood and when she needs to have a Starbucks. It's in my tone. In addition, anyone who could be said to control or predict the ocean, either whistling up a wind or calming a storm, could be seen as a wildly powerful person in an age where the ocean was humanity's livelihood we feed off of it we get places off of it uh next getting into the moon that big beautiful lady the moon comes in the moon goes out the tide comes in the tide goes out we're gonna get into Mm -hmm. lunar worship and the tides later on in this episode but i just want you to clock like this beautiful moon prism power bitch and then finally the unknowable so we talked about the sea Mm -hmm. is unknowable Mm -hmm. so have you ever like swam out too far no that shit sounds terrifying. Have you ever like been to the ocean at night? Yeah, that's I've never been in the ocean at night. Yeah. Because that sounds scary still. 
Yeah. I've done both. Okay. And when you go out like a little bit too far and you're like, I don't know if I can get back. And all you see from the edges, even to the edges of your periphery is ocean. It just feels like another planet. That's crazy. Like, do you remember when we went on Big Island and we were going around and everything looked like the elephant graveyard from Lion King? Mm -hmm. It's like that, but imagine that you were like in like having to like fucking tread water. Like you were trying to have to like remain alive. Oh, you were thinking about breathing the whole time you were there. Oh, I hate that. I hate thinking about breathing. And now you're all thinking about breathing. So imagine that in the middle of the ocean. Everyone stopped breathing. No. Take a breath. So 71% of the Earth's surface is covered in water. 80% of Earth's oceans are unmapped and unexplored. So who is to say, one, that there's not sea monsters? There has to be. I mean, clearly. But we didn't have proof of the existence of the giant squid until the 1800s. And even then, we didn't have images of a living one until what? 2006. What are they planning? Who knows? Who knows? And now they got that rocket ship that... China had sent up that fell into the ocean, the Indian Ocean. And now they can use that technology. Now they can use it. And they can go to space. And what's going to stop them? Nothing. They are so smart. So the ocean is a vast unknown, another world. And in some cultures, especially oceanic ones, it's a direct connection to the afterlife. I mean, you go in there, you die. <laughs> That's the after. That's that. And your bones sink down. <laughs> so... That's where the archetype of sea witch comes from. They may appear supernatural, taking on spectral or fairy or animal forms, but they may also just sell beads at the boardwalk. Can never be sure. Mm, The shark tooth. Oh, yes. Which? Clearly. Very clearly. Whether or not you get it at the airport doesn't matter. Toe rings? Which? Which? Puka shells? Which? Which? I I think that's it, right? That's all you get. Tan lines. Bitch. Cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Different. But we did have a very specific question about Calypso. Oh, I love her. So here's this this bitch's whole deal. Before she was in Pirates of the Caribbean, played by Naomi Harris. Big deal for Calypso. Her first starring role, I would say. On the big screen. On the big screen. The masses saw it. Calypso was a nymph made infamous by the Odyssey for having trapped Odysseus on an island for seven years. Which if you read the Odyssey, this fuckwad did not want to go home. He wanted to fuck strange women and dream of home, which are two different things. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love my wife and I miss my wife. Two different things. Yeah. So Calypso is a nymph, which is a minor nature deity, one step below goddess. So in Madeline Miller's Circe, Circe is a goddess who surrounds herself with nymphs and also wolves and like lions and cool shit. Nymphs have powers, but they're not necessarily immortal so they can die. Calypso has a couple different possible lineages. Either she's the daughter of the Titan Atlas, who's that thick boy that holds up the earth. Mm -hmm. And Pleione, the mother of the Seven Sisters constellation, the Pleiades. Or she's the daughter of the Titan Tithis and Oceanus, which I feel like would make her a goddess, but she's decidedly not. Or she's a specific kind of nymph called a Nereid, and the Nereids are numerous. There's like 50 of them. They have a whole squad. They have a whole fucking, they have like five baseball teams. Like the Squirtle Squad. Matching jackets, sunglasses, ready to go. And But Calypso's the one with the pointy sunglasses, so you know she's a leader. Oh yeah, riding those seahorses. 
Charge. But the most likely one is that she's Atlas's daughter because here's the whole deal. Atlas didn't always hold up the earth. Because he was too busy fucking bitches? Atlas used to be just a regular titan doing Every day. titan shit. Just calling you, answering your IT problem. <laughs> Have you turn it on, turn it back He's on. the geek squad from he, Best Buy. He is, he yeah. is. He fought in the Titan War and the Titans lost. If you guys remember, so there was the Titans. There was Remember the Titans. There was Class ah, of the Titans. Because they lost. Yes. That's why you're remembering them, like the Alamo. So the Titans lose the war, and Zeus doesn't kill all of them, but he punishes a lot of them with, like, crazy curses. You know who else fucking fought in the Titan War? Calypso. Because she's the daughter of a Titan. And so... She had to. Her punishment was she's banished to this island called... I've never heard it said out loud, but it might be Ogigia or Ogigia. I hope it's not Ogigia. Ogigia is very silly. And that's not all. She was cursed to have a great, handsome hero wash up on her shores every few thousand years. Quote, a hero with many responsibilities. And when she finally fell in love with him, he would be whisked away by a magic boat to continue on with his responsibilities. So she just killed them in the meantime to not? No, I think that like... You're alone for a thousand years. You're alone for a thousand years. And a man washes up on your shore and you're like, I'm not going to fall in love with you. I'm just going to fuck your brains out. I'm going to fuck your brains out. It's not personal. No, We're not, not kissing. No. no mouth. And then you haven't seen anybody else. So you're like, I'm going to conversate. We're going to talk. You Stockholm Syndrome yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you fall in love. And the second she falls in love, like Odysseus and the like are like, I got to get back to my Penelope. Oh, I'm not having fun anymore. This isn't hot anymore now that you like me. Oh, that was it? Just seven years? That's all it took for you to like me? Yikes. Mm, Okay. And that brings us to Odysseus, who is no stranger to hanging out with women on islands and falling in love with them. Now, the lore says that when Odysseus arrives on her island, Calypso conjures a storm that keeps all other boats out, but appears pleasant while on the shores of her island. But the other power Calypso has is the gift of being able to gift others immortality. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which Odysseus decides not to take because he loves Penelope? Yeah. In the Pirates of the Caribbean, Calypso is depicted as a formidable sea witch, which might be true because she is the daughter of a titan. But we may never know because she's probably still on that island true. waiting for another man to wash up. To fuck ferociously and never fall in love don't kiss each other i get it girl that's hard that's some hard shit now along with this whole calypso deities thing if you want to be a sea witch and you're like but i want to work with some kind of water deity who do i choose and bitch there are so many that i made a long list that's not even the full list Alicia's going to present like a top what? What is it? It's all in Roman numerals. I don't know how to read that. 15? 14? 15. I think it's 14, but whatever. The fifth, the 15th one is me. Oh, well, the first one is Yamaya, and she is a river goddess of the Yoruba in Nigeria. Remember, this is definitely a keep your culture in mind, kind of pick and choose kind of game. We also have Mananan Maklir, 
Isn't that a strong Irish name? Powerful. I practiced that one in my head before saying it. She's pale. He is a sea god of Irish descent. He's pale. He is very pale. He might be a ginger. Tara likes those gingers. He's also known as the king of the other world. Spooky. Spooky. Poseidon, of course, was the god of the sea, earthquakes, storms, and horses from Greek and Roman mythology. So I will not be worshiping him. Which is... uh, Sea, earthquake, storms, horses? Why? You can't put your horse... You can't really ride them in a storm. They don't nope. like that. Mm-mm, they scare, They get spooked. I bet an earthquake would spook them. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't know. Is it fucking black beauty? Like, what would you put your horse in the sea for? Did you ever watch The Last Unicorn? A long time ago. Do you remember that the Red Bull did run the unicorns into the sea? No. So, I do not remember that. <laughs> okay, so the Red Bull runs the unicorns into the sea, and they always stay at the edges, and that the white foam on waves is the unicorn seeing if the Red Bull is there because they want to return to their homeland. And this is why we don't have unicorns. And this is why they don't have unicorns, because they are in the sea. So maybe, maybe some kind of horse wave. Surfing horse. Tide situation. Yes. Yeah. We also have Bowen, who is the Celtic goddess of water, fertility, inspiration, and knowledge. Love. Danu, another Celtic goddess, and she is referred to as the mother of all the Irish gods, and she rules over rivers and thus the land's fertility. So if you're like near a river lake situation, you have specific river people you can choose from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't have to be like, why is this all about the ocean? We are trying To appeal to everyone. Come on, Michigan. I am doing my best. We have the Dragon King, and that's a Chinese water and weather god. There are four dragon kings that rule over different bodies of water surrounding and within China. They sound fun. I I honestly think there should be Vaults of the Obscure episodes on all these motherfuckers because they're crazy. A great idea. Thank you. Anuket, the ancient Egyptian goddess of the Nile River. And then we have Tefnut as the deity of moisture, moist air, dew, and rain in ancient Egyptian religion. More skywards, but you know, water goes, goes into up. the clouds. What mm-hmm. is that called? Precipitation? Uh, it's, um... There is precipitation. That's the down part. That's the down. Evaporation. The evaporation. Somethingation. Precipitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's yeah, some, yeah, Maybe the nitrogen cycle. It's in there. Somewhere. I feel like I remember drawing this out in like fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Do you ever think that if we took fourth grade again, we would have done really Oh, my God. Good? We'd be so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Smartest in the class, honestly. Oh, God. But they also do math weird now, so maybe we wouldn't. We might flounder. So maybe, yeah, maybe not at the math part. But I feel like the science part, I would be really good at. Yeah, because we've seen science. Shit's crazy. We've got Mami Wata, and she is the water spirit originating in West, Central, and Southern Africa – and in the African diaspora in the Americas, Mamiwata spirits are usually female but are sometimes male. So we got some ginger fluidity there. Triton, not just Ariel's dad. He is the son of Poseidon and a Greek god of the sea. He's real? Apparently he's real. We got Bangputis, who is a masculine god of Lithuanian mythology, who is believed to have been the god of the storm and the sea. We've got Tangroa. And they are the great Atua of the sea, lakes, rivers, and creatures that live within them, especially fish in the Maori mythology. He is sometimes depicted as being a whale. Ooh. What kind of whale? Killer whale? Humpback whale? All the whales. 
One mega whale. Super whale. Super whale. And there are many, 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 many more where that comes from. Like, basically, look up the mythology of your choice, and there will 100% be a river or sea god that you can choose from to worship. And you can also connect to spirits like water nymphs, kelpies, undine, selkies, and even merfolk. And now, speaking of merfolk. Oh, I know some bitch is going to be fucking excited about this. We had many Patreon questions asking about mermaids. And the difference between mermfolk, mermfolk, and the difference between merfolk and sea witches is that merfolk live in the sea and protect the ocean and the creatures within it. Unfortunately, you are adorable, beautiful, great eyes, great energy, that charisma, baby sea witch. You do not have any fucking gills. How are you going to survive underwater? We are not at the point where technology can give us. We're not all driving electric cars yet. And you think you can just live underwater and be a mermaid? Like, you're crazy. Okay, I want to I want to affirm you. I did affirm them. I said they had great charisma. And great eyes. Great ideas. Mm-hmm. That's it. Moving on. And now, baby witch, you're like, ha, that cannot be true. Ursula was a sea witch and she lived under the water and so can I. And my answer is, that was an animated film and Ursula is half octopus. Get it together. So all of this makes me pose the question, Tara, what do you think it is about mermaids specifically that a whole kind of like category of women are obsessed with? So it's like the horse girl. But instead of those large, terrifying animals called horses, it's about mermaids. What? Why? Why are? Why does a, a specific person? Because you know, you know a girl, especially oh. if you live near the beach. You mm-hmm. know a girl who's obsessed with mermaids. What well, are your thoughts? Let me take a really big sip of this canned wine. <laughs> Brought to you by wine in a can. My opinions. <laughs> so, I think there is an intersection of feminine mystique. Mm-hmm. Feminine power and almost a uh, a murderous nature. Mermaids are can be male, female, non-binary, mm-hmm. but mermaids are typically shown to be women. So it feels like this thing that like we can own, and they have like this power to lure men to mm-hmm. exact control via their voice or just by their beauty to um, manipulate these men. Yeah, to drag them down to their fucking depths and their, their fucking deaths. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, every girl wants to go topless. Girls just want to have fun. They do. They do. I want to go to the water park and be like, I'm hot and I'm going to take off my shirt and not be a- assaulted by the police. Yeah. And so mermaids get to live that reality where sometimes, yeah, they do have like a cute little starfish on on their nipple. But a lot of the times they're just topless. They're having a good, nice topless time. And so um, I would just want I just want to say hashtag free the nipple. Always. And free Brittany. Who else can we free? I mean, we're not freeing the horses. No. They need to stay locked up. Kit. No, thank you. They need to be controlled. Put away. Somewhere safe. Mm Mm-hmm. Where they can't hurt other people. Or each other. Basically, I'm making a prison industrial complex for horses. Lock them up. What do you, what do you, why do you think women are so, like, attracted? People are so attracted to, like, this, this mermaid fantasy that they want to insert themselves into this archetype. I feel like it's something about 
breaking free. Oh. Because you can swim wherever you want. Who's fucking telling you anything? Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. All right. I picked my god, my spirit, my mermaid, whatever the fuck. But now I want a familiar. Mm. I just like pets. Mm -hmm. Let's just have a pet. Familiars for a sea witch work a little differently than familiars in the sense that we generally have. Example being, cats don't like water. Most likely, your super witchy cat familiar friend will not want to go to the beach with you. Too hot, sand in their paws, not enough sunscreen, lots of perilous ocean tides. Not a great time for a cat. No. No. If you're dedicating yourself to only work by the sea, your home familiar may not be into it, and that will just have to be okay. You're going to have to let that one go, because I don't think there's an amount of convincing that you can do to have your gerbil like the ocean. I don't I don't know if they will. You I think to... you'll learn it. They'll dig away. Mm-hmm. You have to respect people's boundaries. Yeah. Start some, like, ham taro kind of life. <laughs> For witchcraft by a body of water, you will need to work with the animals that live around that area, which are a lot. So don't worry. You still can have a familiar. And I will now present to you possible familiar options that you may interview at a later date. Seabirds. Whoa. Birds. Think seagulls, albatross, boobies, pelicans, egrets, sandpipers. There are so many water birds you can choose from. Seabirds are amazing because they make a routine of flying over land and sea and thus can cross both realms. And seabirds have been known to act as a witch's guide and even send messages between gods and those on land. Boom, you picked your deity, you got a message for him, send that little fucker out. Poof! Dolphins. Although dolphins will definitely be far away from you in proximity, their energy is not so. If you see a dolphin during your ritual, you may take it as a sign to use their energy for your ritual. Calling on dolphin familiars is great for aiding in dream work, motherhood, and nurturing energy. Crabs. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, these little pinchy guys. Mm-hmm. Similar to seabirds, crabs can act as an in-between for land and the water. The best thing about crabs is that they are scavengers, which is disgusting. But they like to clean up the sea by eating dead shit in order to create energy and reproduce. Crabs can be used for protection and renewal spells. They are the exfoliant. Of the sea of your life. Yes. Turtles. Adorable. Small or big. I don't know. Depends what zoo you go to. Turtles can be found in lakes, rivers, or the ocean. Using a turtle as a familiar helps us with patience. Oh, that pause is important. So when you're (laughs) editing, when you're editing, Tara, later, keep that pause. You've already cut it out and you're like, fuck, damn it, damn it. Slow and steady wins the race, resilience and adapting to new environments and circumstances. You can call upon a turtle familiar when you need help going through a tough time. Manatees, possibly my favorite of these choices. This is cute. Manatees are here for you to remember gentleness and to do magic at your own pace. Manatees also encourage us to simplify when becoming overwhelmed with our current problems and life challenges. You can summon a manatee familiar to increase intuition and when you need a guiding hand during a tough time, to which I like imagine holding its like fin. Oh, like Wouldn't that be cute? Hands. Yeah, holding hands together. Okay, hold on. Swim with manatees. Well, Where? they're not supposed to eat you, so. No, because they're But aren't they endangered? Aren't you not supposed to like hang out with them? Hold on, we're going to find out. Okay. Discover new friends. I love new friends. 
Florida. You can swim with the manatees in Florida. I don't know. Other other things live in those waters, so I don't know if I'll do that. I'm not. I'm looking at a picture. Well, she looks bad in this photo, but I'm sure she's pretty on land. She's just hanging out with a manatee. And I'm not seeing any other creatures. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. But your eyebrows will look much better when I take the underwater photo of you. That's the 90s are here. To 2001. Woo. And last one, and it's a big one, guys. Fish. Oh, I did not think about these guys. Fish. They're they're there and they're they're happening. <laughs> they're doing things. They're doing lots of things. And there's so many types of fish, and they can travel independently or together in a school. Adorable. And they are so malleable that some fish even switch genders. Did you know this? I didn't know this. i I've heard tales of this. Who <laughs> Tall tales of this. Okay, so the clownfish, you know, Nemo and his dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is a clownfish hierarchy that has the female clownfish on the top, you know, like queen bee, clownfish, motherfucker. As it should be. When she dies, the most dominant male, like the one with the, maybe not, like I said, bigger is not always better, but the one with the most potent dick probably, literally changes sex and becomes a female. What? What science is this? What happened? How did this, like, everything we learned in elementary school? Was wrong. Wrong. All of it. All of it was wrong. But that's like so fucking cool. Does that? What is science? Are volcanoes wrong? I'm like thinking everything else I learned in elementary school. They might be wrong. I don't know. The nitrogen cycle. You can use the power of fish as you're familiar when working with spells about abundance, fertility, or sharpening your natural instincts. This one may actually work if you wanted to work with the water at home. Mm -hmm. You can have like a fish tank. For sure. I don't think you should take your fish from the fish tank to the ocean and back. I don't think they like travel like that. Uh, no, but also some of those are freshwater fish. No, I mean, he's in he's in his bowl. He's just on the beach with you. Oh. It really oh. just sounds like a kid comedy film I'm pitching here. Yes. And the fish falls out. Called Freddy the Fish. Yeah. yeah. Shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans. guys, this is Tara. I'm editing the episode right now, and Alicia, Marcel, and I all decided that though the rest of this audio is really great, it's way too long for an hour episode. So we all came together and decided that we would cut the last 30 minutes of the Sea Witch content and put it up on Patreon for a Patreon exclusive. We don't like to do this very often because we don't like to put too much of our normal content behind a paywall, but we didn't want to lose any of this really great content. We talk about seaweed and tides and the moon and seashells and I can't remember if I cut, I can't remember if I cut the vagina mermaid thing. I might've already cut that. So that might not be in there, but Patreon, which is look out for the rest of the Sea Witch episode coming up in the next couple weeks. Thanks. Bye-bye. So there you go. Look for that. I hope that was helpful. Yeah. Google it. And that is the end of our Sea Witch topic. Can we talk about how hard it was to put this in one episode? It was crazy. That was a lot of information. That's probably the most information we've given these people all year. And we've cut some by now. Yeah. 
it's kind of similar to green witches in that it's such a huge topic and it means so much to so many people that it's just an extremely difficult topic to put into one thing. It's like, let's just cover the Bible. We basically sparked the notes, sea witchery for you today. But I like it. I dig it. I dig it. Oh. A witchcraft I like. Do I live by the sea? Kind of. I live by the Hudson. Yeah. I think. How close are you to the to the river? 15-minute walk. Really? Mm-hmm. I live right by a park. Fancy mama. I can bike there. That's so cute. <laughs> I live... You are by the Gowanus Canal every day. Oh, wow. What a beautiful body of water. <laughs> it smelled like like burning tires the other day. It's just eccentric. It's Yeah, no, it's quirky. It's the anti-mame of like all waters is the Gowanus Canal. Which is in the news, baby. Oh, my gosh. I came in so hot. I came you in so did. heavy. It was so good. So since this has been an action-packed episode, we have one story for you today, and it's sad. So get ready. It's sad-ish. It's sad-ish and weird and interesting. It's true crime. Okay, okay. You like true crime. Spoiler alert. No, I'll get to it. All right. (laughs) She was going to tell. Continuing our witches in the news stories of witches gone bad, today we're talking about Shannon DeMar Ryan, who is being charged with second-degree murder of a missing woman named Layla Kavat, who was last seen in July 2020. That's not that long ago. That's not that long ago. Police arrested Ryan in August, which was three weeks after Layla's toddler was discovered wandering alone in an apartment complex in Miramar, Florida. After Ryan was interrogated in August, Ryan posted a 50-minute video on Facebook where he acknowledged that he was being questioned and suspected as being a suspect, but of course declared he was innocent. Shannon is a, is a man. Shannon is a man. Shannon DeMar Ryan is a man. If you remember anything about the Aubrey Trail trial, it's you do not go on Facebook and declare your innocence because that makes you look guilty. Yes. Also, 50 minutes of declaring your innocence on Facebook makes you look super guilty. What I want to, what do you even talk about at minute 35? Just keeps going. And by the way, the video still on Facebook. You just this guy's just sitting at a picnic table going on and on and on, and it's just wild. Did you watch it? I watched, like, half of it, maybe. And you got tired? Yeah, it was just the—he seemed just, like, a little off. So it was, like, weird stories that didn't line up and everything. And, of course, the comments are enabled. So everyone in the comments believes he's guilty. There's really no one being like, leave him alone. Everyone's like, you did it. We know you did it. He posted the video under his Facebook page, Magnetic Kundalini, Witchcraft Knowledge of Self, Kometic Kundalini, and Chakra Meditation are some of the things he offers and that he's supposed to be like very well versed upon. Oh, so this is a yogi. Mm. Yeah, yogi-ish. So... These are the services he offers because I know we do care and we all want to judge. Mm-hmm. $100 for a spiritual guidance practice with him. $500 per month for him to be your mentor on crafts and the occult practices. He also said that for this, you have to be able to pay the $500 and that he won't take any offers under that amount. Spiritual work, ritual, love, or hexes prices vary depending on the nature of the work. And by vary, he means that the prices range from $1,500 to $10,000. 
and the entry fee into his coven is $5,000. Would you all know what that means? He's a psychic con artist. He, I don't know how successful of a psychic con artist he was before this, but he is definitely trying to put himself in that position. Also, I want to say, this man, he charges $5,000 to be in his coven. We just want you to answer three questions to get in the Facebook group. And some of you motherfuckers won't even do that. He's the gatekeeper to witchcraft. We're here letting everyone access our knowledge. One of the questions is, what are our names? It's really based. It says it in the picture. It does. You could look up. I think it's like the picture of the group. You could literally be like, who is it? It's funny. Me oh my. But. Okay. Yeah, if you're charging me $5,000 to join your coven, one, I'll say no, but two, I'll call the FBI. <laughs> Ryan was then held on charges of kidnapping and lying to authorities, you know, a few days after this video was posted. Those charges have now been dropped since Layla has still not been found. However, now there are charges of child neglect without great bodily harm due to if Ryan knew this woman, which he says he didn't know this woman, there's, you know, a toddler in an apartment building by itself. No bueno. The authorities do not like that. And he also got charged like a little second degree murder with tampering with evidence. A little second. A little, just a bit. A wee, as they would say in Ireland. Just a wee second degree murder charge with tampering with evidence. Around the time of Layla's disappearance, Ryan said that he and Layla had met up in a parking lot to smoke weed in Hollywood, Florida. Afterwards, they went to a racetrack gas station and hung out. According to Ryan, a car of dudes drove up to them and asked Layla if she liked to party. She said yes, and Layla and her child got into the car with these men and left. These just stranger men. This car full of men. Full of men who love to party. I love to party, too. Party, guys. I'm a young mom. The toddler's like, me, too. Me, too. Let's smoke what doobie. But there's no evidence from the gas station cameras that they were ever in that parking lot together on that day, around that time. Oh, fucking fuck. Sorry, dude. I know. Authorities who interviewed several gas station employees said one recognized a photo of Ryan and recalled that Ryan used the racetrack dumpster. According to the complaint, another employee recalled seeing children's toys and women clothing in the dumpster on or around July 26. Oh, motherfucker, that sucks. Ugh, God. So it's like coincidence or ellipses. In an arrest report, police said Ryan was seen on video buying trash bags and carpet cleaner, uh. and they alleged that he had searched Google using the phrase, does bleach and alcohol make chloroform? What the fuck? Yeah. Surveillance video from July 27th shows Ryan dragging black garbage bags from the truck to a dumpster and throwing away what appeared to be bloody towels. Cell phone records also placed Ryan in the apartment complex where Kavat's son was found. So Ryan is being held in the Broward County Jail without bond, according to online jail records, although it did not list any attorney who might speak on his behalf. And there, at this moment, has been no court date set since on this day of us recording. Isn't that crazy? Goodness. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. Oh, that woman is dead. Probably. And her poor kid. Her poor little kid. Yeah. 
It's sad. But it's also like, yo, this is the most un-yogi thing I've ever heard. No, they just like to trap you in cults and keep you there forever. Yeah, but like, because we want to be friends. Yes. Not because they want to kill you. And take your money. Yeah. That's insane. So that is our one, which is in the news story. It was drama-y. We will see how that court goes whenever it starts getting going. When, yeah. So thank you for listening to Witches in the News. We had so much fun in the Sea Witch section. Something had to bring us down. Witches in the News is the sandwich of the episode. It is, So yeah. it's all on Tara to bring us back up with the spell. Okay, so we're... We're letting go of that. And now we're going to move into our spell, which is... A spell you can use at the beach. Oh, okay. I felt like I was like, okay, I was looking at housewarming spells because yes. you just moved into a new apartment. I was looking at summertime solar spells. But I was like, we got, fucking got all these people hyped up to go mm-hmm. to the beach. It's starting to warm up pretty severely in the US. Yeah. So this spell is for the next time you go to the beach. It's highly adapted from a beach spell by Rowan at Book of Eucalypts. But highly adapted. So I just wanted to honor the base that is their spell and know that I embellished it greatly. Excellent. You don't need anything. Ooh, tits out. Tits out. Yay! You're going to collect everything that you need for this beach spell at the beach. So you're not bringing anything. Okay, great. And trust me, Patreon witch, you're not going to look conspicuous at the beach when everyone else is there, okay? Because that was another thing. I was Patreon witches were like, I'm at the beach and so is everyone else. How do I not look crazy? That's good. First task, go to the beach. You got to go. You got to find parking. You got to put sunscreen on. You got to go. And bring water. Stay hydrated. And stay hydrated. You can go to any beach as long as it's at a time and place that you feel safe. That's my priority. You feel safe. You're going to approach the water. You got to go into the beach. Okay. Inner sanctum of the beach. Mm -hmm. You need to walk into the sand that's wet. Not the dry sand. So I suppose that you do need to go to a sandy beach. Okay, that makes sense. Not a rocky beach. Right, right. Retcon, retcon. Yeah. It can't be like a Pacific Northwest beach. You have to go to fucking Haystack to a sandy beach. All right. You're walking into the wet sand. Shoes optional. And you're going to visualize your footsteps mirroring the footsteps of the goddess as you walk parallel to the ocean. Okay. As you're walking in the footsteps of the goddess, you're going to take time to be aware of where she is leading you because as you walk you're going to pick up objects that you feel drawn to driftwood seaweed seashells sea glass if you see plastic that's not for magic that's for the trash but you can also collect that for the trash later nice walk as far as you want or until you feel like you filled up both of your hands and you can't carry anything else and then you're either going to walk up towards the dry part of the sand or wherever it is you and your hot friend set up your beach blanket you're going to sit down on the sand or on a towel and take the witch yes patented three deep breaths because the third one is the magic one. Perfect. Choose three of your objects that you've collected to represent your three wishes. Okay. Amazing. Place each of the three into the sand in front of you and say within your heart, I wish, da 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 da, I wish that, um, you know, people won't call me on my canned wine shit. No one's calling you on it. I know. That's my wish. Oh, okay. Great. I wish 
that my mommy will love me forever and ever. And then also I wish that, um, oh, the girl at the party, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who I'm also going to see this Saturday, mm-hmm. is uh, dies. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> and, like tragically, but not in a way that people are like, oh, so sad. Um, so as you say, I wish you're gonna you're gonna take your object. You see, I wish, and then you're gonna with force push it into the loose sand, okay, so that it is not visible. And then you're gonna take once you've done that with all of your three objects, you're going to take the excess pieces of sort of your sea collection and place them around your submerged offerings in a circle. Okay, it can be a loose circle. It can be a very direct circle. It can be huge, depending can be on like huge. An oval. It could be an oval. It could okay. be an ellipse. Okay, excellent. Depending on how huge your hands are, shapes are hard. And then you're just gonna drink a white claw. Oh, I, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, you're finished. You, oh my god, that was you, great. You did it, and that's it. I loved it. Perfect. So easy. And that's which, yes, guys, guys. What a summary episode, though. Yeah, yeah. We're feeling it. Can you tell Alicia and I went to the beach last weekend? Oh, are we looking cute? Yes, we are. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod, who does our music for the intro and outro. Thank you, Kevin. He- have a, an amazing hot man summer. <laughs> have, a, have a shorts man summer. Titties out, Kevin. I really want to thank anyone that, as they were listening to this episode, left us a review. Because of your guilt. We appreciate it. I don't care if you don't have an iPhone. <laughs> Just fucking do it. What are these excuses? You come to us. As we build this thing with excuses? No. Ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. If you want to find me, Alicia, I'm on Instagram at Alicia period herder. If you want to find me, this is Tara's voice. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at her lovely face and underscore little moss. That's my finsta. Basically, I just see if you're following Alicia. And if you are, then you get to come to the castle. On Instagram, the podcast, which, yes, is on Instagram as at which, yes. We haven't had any more copycats recently. We've been really good. We've been on this cool track right now. But you can share an episode in your stories, tag us, and we'll feature you on our stories. Show us any, like, sea witchcraft that you do. Oh, please. That'd be so much fun. If you don't like Instagram, you can always join us on Facebook at which, yes, the Facebook coven. Or we have a really lit Discord that you can find in the link tree. They do lots of fun shit there. Oh, also, oh my God, it was so funny. So someone on the Discord mentioned that they know what type of episode we're going to have by the way you say your voice at the very beginning. What do you mean? I think it's just like when you're like, and I am Tara Keck. They're like, all right, guys, here we go. <laughs> oh, She's no! in it. No, like it's I a good thing. No, it's a good thing. It's They're really like, funny. Oh my God, that girl... That girl has been drinking the canned wine. Or They're that- like, she is excited to be alive. And I am too. This is going to be a great episode. And if you don't like social media or like communicating telepathically, you can always email us at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. You want to Patreon us? Oh, I will. Oh, oh, she will. I was just, I'm really overtaken by that Discord comment. I thought it was very sweet. I thought it was really funny. I didn't know people paid attention. I usually do this like right after like an eight to nine hour work day. And so it oh. depends on the day. Yeah. Um, you can also. OK, if you cannot get enough of Alicia and Tara and sometimes Marcel and sometimes Artemis and sometimes my dog, we do have a very wonderful Patreon. What was it? We have 30 episodes. 31 episodes. 31 episodes that you have not heard. And yeah. they're really good. They are. 
So $5 Patreon, which is an above, are getting two extra episodes a month, which makes this a weekly podcast. Ooh. $10 and above get access to a bunch of shit, our close friends. They get our show notes, which comes with all of our links, mm-hmm. like all of our sources and shit on it. So if you want to do extra reading, that's on there. Um, sometimes they get full moon tarot readings. Like we really kind of use them as a sounding board for stuff that we want to do later. Also, Patreon witches get to ask us questions. So this entire episode was basically answered questions from Patreon. We used to do, these are the questions we have. Literally this whole episode mm-hmm. is questions that people on Patreon had. Mm-hmm. And it this episode was so long. It was super long. At least for us. We're in this room. We're sweating. We've been here for two and a half hours. Exactly. Yeah, so... There's a lot of cool stuff coming. We have a really cool thing happening for summer for merch that's going to be through the Patreon. So get on it. $5 a month. You could do it. You can do it. And you could also leave us an iTunes review. You can do it. And you could also say that this has been Witch Yes. Summertime. And the living's easy. You know where I was going, oh, I knew. Dude.